Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and you are the beer inside my beer. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we are the Drunk Guys, and this week, well, this, we're returning. This day. This, this day, yeah. Man, it's like, oh, remember when I kept fucking that up with the short stories? Yeah, you got it by uh, like the 29th. <laughs> how you finish <laughs> strong. 31. <laughs> <laughs> and today, <laughs> we are reading... You Love Me by Carolyn Kepnes, and someone's starting with a beer. This is Grapefruit Crush by Finback. Oh. Because if there's one thing about this series, it's the main character immediately getting intense crushes on anything that will give him the time of day. And he fucks a grapefruit that one scene. I mean, it that, is I think loaded. that's in book four, Jimmy. <laughs> got a lot ask, of vitamin C. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to really burn, though. Only if you have open wounds, I'm told. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just a, a nice effervescent tingling. <laughs> anyway, this is a very nice beer. This is a double IPA with grapefruit. I mean, it definitely tastes grapefruity, but it's not like super intense. I guess it's actually kind of sweet. So anyway, I think it's great. I like grapefruit, so this is fine. So You Love Me is the third in the You series. Uh, and... Uh, and it just came out in April of 2021, so it's uh, a time, you know, just 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 the other day, or maybe. Uh, and it is a sequel to the book, so if you read, uh, if you've only seen the shows, and then you try to pick up the third book, I don't really see how it can connect. There's a lot of different things that have happened along the way, like that. There's about it, a it, billion things that have happened. Well, a lot of things have happened, but like the plot lines are not identical like they made a lot of significant changes in the first two books that we've discussed on the previous episodes i think and but like this was being marketed as like find out what happens on the next season of the show before it's out but it's kind of not really going to be what happens on the show because it's too much shit is different and then i was just looking at imdb to see like what the characters even are and they're they're different at least at least different names and um like more characters and fit into this plot as if it needed more shit. It's a staggering thought. More than could fit in this plot. This book is like 11 plots. It was, it was, uh, well, there's a book inside this book. Uh, it's like, uh, Siamese books. It's just... A a bushka? Bookshka? A God damn. A nesting book, yes. Which is what birds like. Um, so it picks up right where the last book ended. Sort of. Well, there's like a little bit of a gap. Like the last book ended, Joe was in jail for his many crimes, but he was dating love and she was pregnant with their kid and she was super rich. So he was like, he had the best lawyer and I was like, don't worry, I'll be out soon and I'll be the best dad ever. And that's how the book ended. And this picks up, he is now living in like some shitty town oh not shitty town like very idyllic town it's a little island community off the coast of seattle and he's living here alone and we find out throughout the first quarter or so the book that love's family basically um bought him off um they gave him four million dollars i think it was and and the house and the house but he can never see love or that kid again and he had to sign you know a bunch of shit for it and they threatened him at gunpoint to sign these papers because they're the most malicious gangster grocery store owners you've ever heard of in la yeah and um 
Like, you should see how fucking serious they get about quinoa. All uh, the but- bullets in this gun are organic. <laughs> <laughs> It's made of recycled lead. Um, so uh, he is there and he's like pissed off about that because he's missing her and he's he's uh, just watching her Instagram stories all the time because she hasn't blocked him. And he then decides to, since he has $4 million, uh, he does not have to work, I guess, if you budget well. And he's going to volunteer at the library to while away his time. And there he is instantly smitten with the librarian lady. And I already fucking forgot Mary his Mary. Mary. Yeah, M- MK or whatever. And she is a hot milf who also likes books. And it's like, well, all right, that's, that's definitely going to fit his thing. And, um, and he wants to see if he could fit his thing in her, uh, of course, because he's just really horny usually. He is very horny. And they... Have, they develop a friendship, like he's, you know, Cool Joe, the guy who knows a lot about fiction, and, you know, they kind of are flirty. Odd for a library. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> what are the odds? And they but have he a, wants to get to know more about her fuction, because <laughs> he is all about wet, hot Americans. <laughs> this is wet, hot American IPA from Zero Gravity, and it's a double IPA, and I need to drink it, because it's hot. It's 8.1%. It's a, it's a double IPA, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't really say anything about it. No, nothing at all. Nothing at all. But it's, I guess it's based on Wet Hot American Summer, but there's not a book, so I'm never going to be able to use it for that. The novelization of Wet Hot American Summer. That'd be a really weird book. Come, uh, said the talking sandwich to the PTSD'd <laughs> Vietnam vet. <laughs> It's good, yeah. It's a double IPA. No, nothing really stands out about it in the league of these, but uh, yeah, that's good. But Mary Kay is more than good. She's really good at books <laughs> and being so, a hot lady with a weird daughter. The meerkat. Mary Kay and Joe flirt a lot um, and are definitely really into each other, but Mary Kay has a daughter named the meerkat that's not her real name but it's timon <laughs> <laughs> i really don't remember the kid's what name the fuck at all is the but it was just name? called the meerkat Simone. nomi it's nomi <laughs> short for timon <laughs> oh maybe it is yeah it's timon backwards without the eye <laughs> that's how nicknames are formed <laughs> yeah. isn't uh, that right is there a t i in nomi <laughs> At the end, it's a silent T. Yeah. <laughs> it's French. <laughs> they probably do say what it's short for the first time, and I don't give a fuck. It's probably something, it's not something, it's not a real name. Like her friend Melandra, Melanda, or whatever the fuck it was. But Melanda. like, Nomi is short for like, n- Nomen, not. Nomenclature. Yeah. It's a, she's really, she's really into books. into books. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, so, they call her the meerkat. I don't really understand why, though. She doesn't, like, stand on top of hills and look around. It's just the way that she holds her hands, I think. Oh, she just has little <laughs> T-Rex arms all the time. Yeah, they're, like, she clutches, like, a purse in front well, of her. what she's normally clutching is the uh, journal of Dylan Klebold, because she's obsessed with the Columbine shooter and his lovely poetry. He's just misunderstood. 
she says that about a thousand times. It's like, Izzy, I feel like we understood him pretty well. Well, that kind of comes in at the very end, so we'll we'll get to that. So Joe and Mary Kay flirt quite a bit, and they're like really into each other, and they like sit outside on a bench and have beef and broccoli every day, or because that seems to be the only meal Joe eats. It's because there's only two Chinese restaurants in town, and they're both owned by this. They're both they owned like by the Thai? same family. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I guess I'm racist, uh, but there's only two. Asian American cuisine uh, purveyors, <laughs> and 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 she's like, you have to go to this one. Like, but it's the same fucking family. Like it's the same. It's like, like pizza no. by Alfredo's or Alfredo's Pizza. Yes, but I'm not going to try to remember what they call them, and I'm definitely not going to make it up. But they, he's like, he's he taste tests with her. Like, Which one is it? And she's always getting it wrong. He's like, aha, we're so cute. Us life and is she, boring on this island. Yeah, lots. Well, the hottest place in town is the library, so. Joe is trying to get her to go out to get a drink with him, but she keeps saying no. And then at one point, after like a month or two, she's finally like, hey, you want to come go have lunch with me? And so they go out to a local restaurant for lunch. The P.F. Chang's. Where, <laughs> where Joe meets kind of the rest of the hometown gang slash crew including Townies. mary Kay's really intentionally annoying friend named malanda she is a walking talking tumbler page so she's tumbling yeah she tumbles she's a gymnast what do you what do you mean by that because tumbler tumbler without an e because tumbler uh wasn't that wasn't that that, didn't that that dumb guy from game of thrones just said his name all the time tumbler <laughs> like that's feel Hodor? like that's yeah, Hodor. It's close. No. Uh, tum- Tumblr. <laughs> Tumblr like is where all the people... Uh, tum- it was Tumblr, a blog thing, right? Yeah, the blog thing, but it's known for being like very, very, like almost superficially uh, like outspoken about every issue in the world, like hyper, hypersensitive. It's where a lot of current terms of like the uh, extended LGBT... Q universe, like the the more the terms you like, I don't even I've never even heard that before. A lot of those originated on Tumblr yes. in the last decade. People just like demisexual is a term that was created by on a, tum- a Tumblr post that I learned recently. So I didn't realize that was all it was. I thought it was most. I mean, I guess I should have realized because it was mostly like high school students. It used back. to be very big for porn, but then Yahoo bought them and said we don't need the porn, so they canceled that. And they're like, wow, Tumblr doesn't make any money anymore. <laughs> Well, did you see OnlyFans was trying to do it for a second? And then they and changed their mind they when they reversed. realized, oh, that's everything. Yeah. There's got to be like three or four people who's like, yeah, I make woodworking tutorials. I'm on OnlyFans. Like, really? What kind of wood do you work with? Like, that's, no, just actual wood. <laughs> Oak. They have to issue a lot of refunds. <laughs> Wait, but this one says it's with ebony. Isn't that code for... No, no, it's, it's not. Um, well, we should, you know, beers or... or um, we don't have an OnlyFans. I don't know what I was talking. I'm trying to segue there. Sorry. We don't have an OnlyFans, but we do have a Patreon. And uh, they, have, they have the people there support us, not for porn, but uh, to support this podcast. Yet, I mean, the price. We do read porn books sometimes. We haven't honestly. named our price, but it's probably low. And we, um, <laughs> you know, if you want to support the podcast, you can head over to patreon.com slash drunk guys book club where you could get exclusive content, uh, vote in our monthly book poll, get shouted out, and join us on our live episodes, get merch swag for free. Uh, well, not really for free. You paid us, but you know, it ends up being free because you don't think about it. 
That's how money works. It's the best kind of free. <laughs> that checks out. <laughs> and if that's not your thing, no problem. You could also support the podcast by just leaving a review wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, but I need a beer too, gentlemen. And, um, you know, Joe is all like pissy in the beginning about um, his not baby? seeing a son and shit. And the son is named 40, uh, named after his Their favorite dead. drink. Yes. Um, uh, but it really was the shithead brother in the second book. But nowadays, once he meets Sarah, oh my God, did you see I got hit there? Yeah. Uh, he really opened nowadays, that can. He's, that's what he's looking to do nowadays. <laughs> uh, nowadays, he's very happy with Aunt Mary Kay, Kate and Ashley, or whatever, Olsen, whatever her name is. <laughs> Mary and Kay something. Latorno. Latorno? Who was DeMarco. the one who... who Mary Kay Laterno? Yeah, but not the, the one who that's the name. That's uh, a name I know, but I don't know why I know it. I think that was a school. Oh, teacher. she's the teacher that fucked a kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he just got high fives for the next ten years. Was like, because double standards are fun. Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying it's right, but that's why he had to use his left hand sometimes too for the high fives. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> so nowadays is a beer from other half, and it is called nowadays because it uses all of the like hippest hops of the moment. The, the hippest hop is what my dad calls rap, um, <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the like Citra, of course, Galaxy, Rowaka, and Strata are the f- four of the very um, cool hops that you know right now. But anyway, this beer is great. I mean, it has all the cool hops right now, so it's super juicy. A lot of tropical flavors. How strong uh, is it? Eight point two percent. Reasonable. It's a good uh, a good brunch beer. So he is all into. Um, Mary Kay and the lunch, that's where we left off. So Milan, Melandra, Melanin, Melanin, Melanoma. There's no melanin on this island. Um, she is aggressive towards him in like a comical sort of, I guess, m- might call like social justice warrior type th- way. Like she's the, like a caricature. Exactly. Yeah. She's not like, it's not like even real. like everything he says, she twists into like, you're the patriarchy. And then like, he's like, no, I'm really sorry. You just don't understand what I was trying to say. Oh, you need to explain to me. I don't understand. Cause I'm a woman and I bleed. And then he's like, no, I'm just saying that, you know, there's some schmutz on your face. Like I, maybe that schmutz, she's just a dick the whole time. Well, she's a cunt really. Uh, but, uh, so he's, I mean, clearly the character is set up so that you really don't feel bad when she dies. And you can't wait, actually, for it to happen. And then the other person But you person have to there, because the book is really long. You do have to, yeah. And the other guy is, I forget his name, oh, Seamus, who he calls shortest most of the time because he's... <laughs> he's got that short guy disease where they're short, so they just work out a lot, so they can get mm. as wide as they are tall, like a square. A chode. He's a chode. He's a chode-like fellow, yeah. But he does CrossFit, which doesn't make you like Jack. That makes that's more like I will say his CrossFit's character was culty. more was more realistic because people that do CrossFit won't shut the fuck up about it. Oh, you threw a tire until you puked? Wow, tell me more. But he does talk about it constantly. Like yeah. he's really obnoxious. Like at one point, they're at the, Joe joins the CrossFit gym to seem normal, and he's like texting during it because Mary MK or whatever is like well, whatever I forget what was happening in the plot at that point. But the guy's like, hey man. You're doing. You're not really lifting weights right now. It's kind of distracting. And can you take it outside? Like I can't hit this tire with a hammer if you're texting. <laughs> so he seemed like a real CrossFit cock smoker. Oh yeah. Uh, 
and and he also owns the hardware store in town because he's a fucking tool. And <laughs> it's a metaphor. The, yeah, it's very deep. I will say this book was my least favorite of the three, and it went on forever. The one one thing that was nice about it, I suppose, or impressive, is that Kepnes found even more types of annoying people to introduce into the book. Because you know, like it's remarkable, everyone, yeah. Everyone's a fucking asshole in the other books. Like you don't like any of them. Like, How could she do it again? And she did. She found more types of assholes. Pacific so Northwest kinda, assholes. But also just, I mean, the other book wasn't, it's not like this is like a modern, like the other book was decades ago, but like the newer things, like the person who is way, way, the caricature of the, of the woke person. And I do the, feel and like the CrossFit uh, guy. <laughs> every, every book, they must've only been like a year or two apart, but they still managed to get like, there's a new generation of social media for each one. Like this one's all about TikTok. Yeah. Because I guess TikTok or wasn't Instagram. a thing in the old one. Yeah. They they upgrade no. each time their level of technology, even though they're not that far apart. But that's isn't that kind of how social media works? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The annoying people in this book were a little bit less sort of like satire or a little bit less like social commentary than in the first book, where it was very much about class and about yeah, the sort of some really stupid things, really rich people, really pretentious ways, really things really rich people do. But this was less. Well, now Joe is the richest one on the island. I couldn't tell it. with Melandra, whatever the fuck. Am I say it wrong? Every she was time. like a high school biology teacher or some shit. She was English, English teacher. She was English teacher. English teacher. No, but I couldn't tell what the point. I mean, was it just to make her annoying? Like, or was there a comment yes. there? Was there like a. Uh, something I'm supposed to get, you know, a meaning to. I think she was just supposed to be annoying, of, so you would hate her, right? But like, she's going on and on about like hashtag Me Too and stuff like that. But then she's, she's a, a dickhead, so she's it, like it, it a towny, you know, person who never got out, but she like has the you know, big shit. And I, I don't know. I'm sure there's some sort of commentary, but mostly she was just shitty. She was. So Joe, uh, I can't quite remember what order these this happens in so joe is so uh he you know he and mary Kay are flirting quite a bit and then he starts stalking her as the way he does with everybody especially on social media but then also outside her house and then sees actually is sort of like following her and they're out and, and he's following her she's out somewhere and she's on the with boat. this guy and the guy has a tattoo on his leg of a band, which a band she made up, but you know, the band was called Sacrophil. Sacrophil, which is really stupid. Because the guy's <laughs> name was Phil. <laughs> like it took, like, and he has, a, oh, that's he has right. a sacrum bone. Anyway, so first... he's an asshole. <laughs> first, Joe was like, oh, this is, that guy's got a tattoo of that really stupid Nirvana wannabe band. That's dumb. And that's her, like, <laughs> husband. She has one. Turns out, he's not a fan of the band. He is the lead singer and literally the whole band of that, you know, Nirvana wannabe. Well, they were, like, they came up around the same time, a grungy, I mean, the Seattle band. Yeah, and this was the most grunge I've one hit. heard discussed in, since grunge was a thing. Nowadays, when you hear about grunge, it's usually in a cleaning product ad. Yeah. Uh, but... <laughs> Like, but he it was i mean it was i guess it was to make him older but but he would have to be quite old you know like for him to have been he would have to be because if you were even 25 in 1991 you know you're pretty you're fucking 55 old 
If you're Nate's age, yeah, you'll be 55 at this point. So, <laughs> wow, I get younger every episode. <laughs> it well, moves around. Because <laughs> you have that, like a, a leap day birthday, so you've only had 55 birthdays. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, so he's the he was the I would singer be of the band. 20 years old. <laughs> I know a guy with a leap day birthday. He's four. <laughs> I guess by now he's six. Yeah, I knew someone actually in, in college with a leap day birthday, and she was insufferable. And she just... cannot wait to drink legally. <laughs> no, but she would just be like, well, I'm actually only three and a half. And it's like, oh, that's funny once uh, once you're dead. It's not, it's not, that's not funny at all. Stop, stop that now. Uh, but so he finds that, and, and this guy is, he's, he's really sad. The Sacrifil guy, like he just hasn't. Well, it's grunge. You have to be sad. He hasn't given up on the dream, though. Like that's the sad part. You know, he's he's, he's always writing new lyrics, and but he's also like a you know heroin addict and and a, and a DJ on the local radio station, and uh, and I forgot what he called. Oh, the the fil the fill stands or the philistans or his his, his like groupies that never seem to materialize. Um, he he. He he really is this co- has this like vapors of fame left, and he's he can't let it go and move on, and he's kind of a douchebag crybaby. Yeah, but he is in fact still married to Neri Kay, and their child, and the the meerkat is their child when she got pregnant in college, and so Joe realizes that like oh this is a lot more complicated than I thought it was. Now I have to kill him. And a bunch of, uh, the first thing that, so the first thing that happens is Joe is sort of outside Mary Kay's house, just like in the woods, like looking in. And for some reason, Melanda catches him there. Well, he's on the jogging, like a, a, tr- a path, like a, a hiking, jogging path. And he's just staying there a long time. Yeah, so he's clearly there hammies. stalking them. But Melanda comes by and immediately accuses him of stalking the kid. Of of being a of being a pedophile, and he's like, I can't I can't have that happen, you know, because I got acquitted of all the murders or exonerated of all the murders. He actually did some fine police work there, Lou. Uh, but he <laughs> manages to. So he's like, I eat like yeah, you know, uh, everyone's watching him, or more like the authorities would go if another person if he gets accused of anything then he's definitely going to go to jail. So he's like, I can't have that happen. So he ends up hitting Melanda. Melanda? Is that her name? Melando Calrissian. (laughs) Ends up hitting her in the head with a rock and and sort of bringing her back to his home and locking her in his panic room? Silent room? The whisper room. Whisper room. So he happens to have a dungeon in his house. So how convenient. But it was also like a house that, because the town is like three blocks across, that um, Mary Kay knew for some reason. Like, because there's only eight it, houses. Exactly, but it was like a sound, like a almost soundproof. It was. Room. I thought it was like a sound booth or something like that. For like someone had like a, built a sound room down there for like recording some shit. They didn't really explain. It was like a room with like a window. That was in the second book. No, this has the same shit. Axel Rose similar unfinished house. But yes, that one was definitely... I thought this one was again. I didn't really understand why. Or maybe it was just a... Oh, there happens to be one. How convenient for plot. I feel like... I, I mean, not that it. I've actually heard of it, but I was always pictured this is a pretentious West Coast thing where I needed just a silent room in my house to meditate or... 
You know, there's a room you can go to. Well, not you. People can't go to it, but it exists uh, where they test uh, speakers. So it's like the most soundproof room possible. It's an anechoic chamber. I think I think that's the word. Yeah, with your science words, Nate. Uh, <laughs> but people, that's if you sit the inside of it, oh, the nomi, the timonclature. Uh, <laughs> but if you sit inside of it, you can like hear your organs and hear your blood flowing, and you people can't sit inside it for more than a few minutes because they start to lose their mind because it's you start hearing ev- everything, like all the stuff that normally your brain filters out because of all the other noise. Suddenly, you can hear all of your insides, and people lose their minds a little bit. It's supposed to be really unsettling. What does a fart sound like in that room? That it sounds the same. Be, but like, do you hear it? Like, you know, the, the, you hear like the before. You know, like oh, like you hear it load. Like I could hear it chambered. You know, like the, the round. You can tell if loaded. it's a shard or not before it leaves your body. So if anything, you're safer. That's practical. <laughs> There's never been an accidental dookie in that room. <laughs> But he doesn't. He he tortures her in a different way in this room because he starts. You know his his thing uh, is he has to like teach people because they're everyone's a phony and he and she's full of shit and, and he's trying not to kill every, anyone anymore. He's trying to be yeah, a good boy, and she forced him. It's her fault, you know. So he puts a TV and like there's like a window because she can't touch the TV, and he makes her watch because like they fought over Woody Allen. And then he makes her watch all of like, the Woody Allen movies. And, but then he, he takes her phone, of course. Well, he and makes her watch it because it's secretly like she likes the Woody Allen movies, but she publicly professes that he's a kid raper. So like he's discussing for liking her, liking him the movies, but she likes them also. Because she's watching the movies in her iTunes files or some shit like that. Her Netflix account or whatever. Yeah. But she's also watching nothing but like female buddy movies like beaches and Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion and <laughs> crap like that. <laughs> so he, and so he makes her watch those because then he sees from her all the other snooping that she's kind of a real bitch to Mary Kay, whatever. Yeah. And he, and she's, you know, a very two faced friend and making her admit that you're, you're the dick and you liked when the friend died in beaches and shit like that. <laughs> and you're just jealous of her and you, cause you fucking blew Phil back in, you know, 1992 and you're jealous. And oh yeah. You, she had been, uh, fucking MK's yeah. husband. Yeah. For the last decade, you find that out. Even though his dick is really grungy. A lot of smegma. And it's, <laughs> and she almost convinces it looks Joe like shark cartilage. To, she also almost convinces Joe to let her go. So it's like, I, you know, that's, I told you my secret. I don't want that out. I won't tell your secret. And he, he's, he's thinking about it. She wants to but, be, she wants to let him go so she can move to Minnesota. But then she actually, what is it? Slits her own throat or she, 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 her she, she breaks the TV, cuts her wrists and dies. But she also writes in blood on the wall single white female, which is one of the many movies he made her watch, and that was also about like an obsessive She hated the movie so friend. much she killed herself. I don't remember. I, I don't remember seeing it recently. I mean, it was, it's from the early 90s. I, I don't it's know. It's that one it where she like uh, starts impersonating her roommate. Yeah. Yes. And uh, Fonda? Was it Bridget Fonda? Maybe. I, I really don't know. I never saw it. But uh, well, she, Yeah, Bridget Fonda. Jennifer, 1990, yeah. Who's Bridget Fonda? She's like a retired actress. Is she, she was Jane in, Fonda's kid? Jane Fonda is her aunt. Um, but I think she like retired from making movies and just like, her husband's Danny Elfman. I think she oh, just kind okay. of mm-hmm. just like chills. 
and uh, she spends a know. lot of time building little staircases for him so he can reach regular height stuff because he's an elf man. He's an elf man, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, so she's dead, and now he's like, "Fuck, I got a dead person." Oh, and we also we didn't introduce that there's also now another guy, Oliver. Oliver Close. This is where you meet him. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, this no, is you, where you, you meet met him. him. You met him earlier because um, Joe had bought like strawberries or whatever to give to MK, and then some guy on the street knocks him down and like steps on him. He's like, "Oh, shame, something happened to you." Strawberries, Goldberg. And he's like, "How does he know who I am?" And yeah, it turns it sounds like, like a out. sounds like a 1930s gangster, even though he's from L.A. Now he's like, "Yeah, well, she." <laughs> He's a screenwriter pretending to be a a PI. A, so yeah, that's I think he's a PI like pretending to be a screenwriter. Well, he was trying to be a screenwriter, and when that wasn't working out, he became a private investigator, but still trying to write scripts. And so Wife he presents. He, he, he's <laughs> he's kind of like enslaved, but according to his story, he's like trapped by the the, the Quinn family. That's Love's last name. And they've hired him and his brother, who only gets mentioned in the beginning and never again in the book, which is probably just because it's a bullshit line. Um, he's like, he, he comes to threat and Joe's like, stop stalking love. He's like, dude, I've fucking been on this lame island the whole time. He's like, no, you're looking at her Instagram, buddy. <laughs> oh, that was, that was the problem? Threats have become a lot more empty. For him, that's <laughs> very tame. So, yeah. He's like, but I, I don't even like all of her stories. <laughs> uh, so then... That that guy, as Joe, then is du- burying the body of uh, Melanda. Yeah, Shamalanda Gong. Melan- <laughs> <laughs> um, burying her on the beach. He's like just just pats down like the last scoop of dirt or sand or whatever, and then the guy's like, "Say cheese!" <laughs> like takes a picture. He's like, "Oh fuck!" And then he's he basically now is blackmails Joe for the rest of the book. And to buy him expensive pl- camels and yeah, art buy, yeah, I need faces. I need this pretentious art print and shit like that. My wife needs a violin encrusted with jewels, and this, you know, I don't fucking remember. This, this is a picture that Bon Jovi took of Richie Sambora's calves, and it's At really his favorite cool. Dairy Queen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's twenty eight thousand dollars. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's signed not by John Bon Jovi. But by, by a guy named Juan Mangione, <laughs> who found the picture at his favorite Denny's. <laughs> but, it, but 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 when you purchase it, it has it the provenance the all there, so you know where it came from. Yeah. So his girlfriend and like I, I she real? Minka Minka yeah, uh, and she's like, hey, listen, I don't make that much money being a a goon for this nefarious family. I need you to supplement my income. And nefarious and bon- grocery family. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they never double bag. <laughs> They're the worst. <laughs> so he's, he's like, you're just going to keep buying this shit for me. And that happens for the rest of the book. It's really stupid. He just texts him. He's like, buy me this art. He's like, all right, I'll buy the art. It's $25,000 for this toilet plunger that once Tom <laughs> Hiddleston looked at at a Ramada. <laughs> That is that is not far from what actually is happening in the book. So then th- that guy kind of now Joe is like, oh shit, I killed this woman, or this woman died. He's like, Mary, I did not kill her. She she just happened to die on my property. It's very different. And and I buried her in the woods like a normal person. 
So then he manages to convince everyone that she left and by sending some mean texts to MK and saying, like, hey, I had to let you know uh, I'm fucking your husband. Um, his dick's small. And I'm moving to Minnesota because I got a job there doing stuff. Well, knows? she also has been, at this point, they tangentially keep referring to the fact that she's been accused of fucking a kid in her class. So it's not super unbelievable when she ghosts everyone and moves to Minnesota to start a grapefruit farm. In the middle of the <laughs> school year? <laughs> you fuck one kid. She'll... She didn't have tenure. She couldn't just like ride that out. She rode that kid. Oh yeah, then that I mean that's just a very convenient thing that had happened. Uh, and and so she's gone. But like he never like gets rid of the stuff in her house. Like he doesn't like move any of it out there. He just I'll send for it. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's never right, like, like it's eighteen seventy. <laughs> I'll send for my for my furniture. Like oh, I'm sure that's going to work. So he gets rid of her, and then. Um, then Joe spends a good bit of the next part of the book trying to break up uh, Mary Kay's marriage to Phil because she gets with him. Like they they do some sex stuff. Like even though she's still married, she doesn't like Phil because he he is trash. To be fair, um, but they do that really weird scene where they just she comes over and they just watch each other jack off and then she leaves. Yeah, yeah. He just <laughs> she just sit down and she just jills it. And he's like, "Do you mind if I participate for me?" Like, oh, just shut up. Don't talk. I'm touching my lemon head and my Murakami. So she, he keeps calling her pussy her Murakami because I think just in the beginning of the book she was recommending a, a Murakami book to somebody at the library, and because he's got his, Norwegian wood for her. <laughs> Is there a way to come up with a joke about a? A big flute made of puss that he's going to deal with. Like, he is skin I feel and like cats. there's something there. Uh, so then, she, she yeah she jacks it in front of him, which is just which is just interesting, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then he starts trying to go to the meetings, the NA meetings with uh, oh, Phil, right. and he becomes his his uh, alter ego, Jay. And he's like, hey, you know, women suck. Have you ever tried Jay heroin? Silverberg. I love heroin. <laughs> Jay Silverberg. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not the same. <laughs> well, that's that sounds about right for him. But he, you know, he doesn't. He plans on you know getting getting rid of the guy. I'm trying to just find the quote that I highlighted because at one point, uh, what he does is just ridiculous. He because he breaks into their well, he doesn't have to break into houses because it's one of those places where people don't lock their doors which I can't imagine that really still exists in 2021 in America. Like, Especially when like it's apparently super easy to just get fentanyl in town. Yeah, from the one drug dealer, drug dealer Larry, who <laughs> has his usual booth at the Denny's. <laughs> um, but at one point he breaks into her, or just waltzes into her house, and he has a... A project he calls DeMarco Home Renovations, and oh, he's just yeah. he's just trying to subtly ruin their marriage, Home Alone style. Like he's just it's like moving the couch three inches. Like. <laughs> so what he does is I, he pours Phil's almond milk down the drain and puts the empty carton back in the fridge. <laughs> he deletes one of her shows from the one of his shows from, from the DVR. <laughs> Uh, loosens the screws on the dining room table, turns up the heat on the thermostat. That'll um, piss off any dad. Oh, yeah. F- uh, fakes, uh, uh, fucks up something the guy had just repaired on their stove. 
and then mo- moves the charcoal outside so it gets rained on. <laughs> it's like a series uh, of like inconveniences. Like, damn it, we're getting divorced now. And he hides the coasters. And then the last <laughs> one's my, my favorite. <laughs> hide the coasters is pretty good. Because uh, later on, that becomes an issue. She's like, put, she, she sees his drink just sitting on the table. He's like, I couldn't find the coasters. <laughs> she like, <laughs> fucking... Um, but he turns on all the TVs at high volume to VH1. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, take that, bitch. That's not, that's, that one's not subtle enough. Like, that I would notice, like, why are all the TVs on? Like, coasters I mean, gone, I guess sure. that's something Phil would do. They don't oh, have my, my behind the music on. on. <laughs> and I don't know if it's at that point or not that he also hid cameras in their house. I have to imagine so it's he, the same time, because he has to watch the uh, their marriage fall apart due to his... Uh, like little inconveniences, but it doesn't really like they're actually no, both work. trying to make it work and they fight and then they make up and have sex. Like this is not what I meant to happen. <laughs> no. Um, so that's the next thing. But then he's like trying to get the guy, like uh, he tries to like, get more. So information he, so Phil. Joe, this is where Joe with, with Melanda's phone texts Mary Kay and says, I've been fucking your husband for the last 10 years, which actually was true. And then Mary Kay can manages to convince, you know, so then Mary Kay convinces Phil and then they fight about it. And then Mary, man, uh, and Mary Kay says, okay, uh, this is it. I want a divorce. And then, but Joe had secretly bought him some heroin, some fentanyl anyway. So she, well, they're, they're fucking for a few weeks before the guy ODs. Yeah, so so Joe is is fucking with fucking Mary Kay, and they go out to some park. Where do they go? Some like they go to the park where there's like an empty dugout that they could go bang in. So they, they do. do, and you know, and it's the day. It's everything is so great, and then when Mary Kay gets back, you know, she opens up her phone and has a voicemail, and it's her her husband, her which she had said it's over, we're ending this. That he had overdosed on uh, heroin and is now dead. The heroin that Joe provided. And the daughter found him. Yep. So at that point, then Mary Kay is like, oh, well, we, this never happened. And we were never here. So the, uh, and then, okay, a whole bunch of things happen. So this is, there's this the next funeral. Part is the, the stupidest part of the It whole was book. really, un- no, I can't there believe There was an all- even stupider part, actually. Oh, <laughs> this well, part okay. was the stupid. Un- not with the uncle? The yeah, uncle the was dumb. the stupidest part. That's I the thought. dumbest shit ever. Oh, I but thought it really served no purpose. Okay, well, the part where love makes him come back oh, and then to well, sh- she kills herself. Anyway, th- that was stupider. I think that served. It. All right, let's get. To, I think that's yeah, okay. Purpose, yeah, but, so the next, next, so this next part is I felt was stupid because so the uh, the uh, previous the brother who didn't show up to the funeral for his own brother shows up and he's like a. A stupid fucking life coach. Wanna be uh, self help corp- guru. Corporate bro turned life coach. And he does all his like catchphrases and he turns Mary Kay against Joe with his uh incredible catchphrases. I think Mary Kay fucked him once. She according she, to her she, she wanted to, but he turned her down, or she did fuck him once and then they turned they turned her down after that or something. But like he's been supporting them because uh, grunge doesn't pay that well in 2020 because it's it, unless you're Eddie Vedder, you're not doing okay. Uh, 
And he's so, like the Highlander. He gets stronger every time one of them dies. Yes. So <laughs> and when, they die when, often. When Chris Cornell hung himself, he's like, yes. <laughs> Straight. <laughs> Jeremy's speaking in class today. <laughs> Do the evolution, Chris. <laughs> So, can't think of any more Pearl Gems. No, I can't either. Um, so he turns uh, MK against Joe with his uh, his life coaching skills. <laughs> <laughs> and she's going to like leave Joe. And then Joe's like, fuck this. I'm just going to Google stuff until I find someone that got raped by this guy. And, he, and you know, after like several solid minutes, yeah. he finds someone. And then he turns it loose on the internet. It's like, look at this. This life coach raped a girl. And so he destroys this man's career and life. Because the guy did suck. He was a, he was a rapist. And he, took care, he took advantage of a lot of ladies. But, but the guy was also very open with Joe when no one was around. He's like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. He, and he, he could tell Joe was a creeper. So the end result <laughs> is, is that turf. this guy's got to hire a lawyer to you know, get around all these defamation suits or, you know, rape suits and so he's got to sell the house because he owned their house and then they have to move in with joe so this was like a 300 page plot device to get them to move out of the house because yeah. she joins a cult gets out of the cult loses the house all because this guy and all it could have been like oh he lost his royalty payments and you know that will goes to the lawyer so we got to move out of the house it could have yeah, been like there's a lead against the so house many, and it, yeah it was so overly convoluted because it didn't matter before then and it didn't matter after that it was like a self-contained little bullshit thing that everything happened at about warp speed like it could have been its own fucking book it it just i i felt like this i really this this whole book kind of jumped the shark for me at that point was like this this is this is where i i really it really lost me I agree a hundred percent. It was so, so unnecessary. Is also pretty over the top. I feel like it made sense, but it was definitely yeah. also over the top. It tied know. up shit from the previous book and the and stuff from this book. So I felt the love part, while dumb, fit. It was with clunky. the dumbness of the rest of the book. Whereas the the guru guy was just completely unnecessary. out of nowhere. Okay, everything you said is I agree with, except for the fact. Pack, Except for the part where the other part isn't isn't less isn't more stupid, the other part's more <laughs> stupid. That's the only th- it's definitely piece a of tight this race. I disagree with. So anyway, so uh, so Mary Kay and the meerkat have to move in with Joe because he has a guest house, and they and Mary Kay and Joe pr- pretend for a little while that they're not fucking each other, but then they're like, well, whatever. But they're we'll bad just at tell pretending. the kid, or we'll surprise you and. And for a little while, every, everything is great. And Joe hasn't actually killed anybody for a while now. So, you know, he's doing Not better. directly. Not exactly. <laughs> he hasn't killed anybody in weeks. <laughs> you know, that's, that's a big step for him. Uh, except then in the middle of the night, he gets a, a phone call. He gets an email and a phone call and a message from Love from the, you know, the previous book where the message says, I've got a plane ticket. You need to come to LA. I've got a plane ticket. You need to be there now. And then Joe, so he quickly writes a note to Mary Kay. I have to go. Sorry. And then goes to LA. And then in LA, he, the love is there. And she's like, I'm so lonely and people don't want to be my friend. And she has a gun. And, she and a bathtub full of filled with champagne, by the way. Right. Also making a reappearance from the second book. And Joe is like, but one stupid thing about this is 
Love doesn't seem to be, doesn't seem to understand that Joe was forced, or at least according to Joe, Joe was forced to sign the, like, I'm never going to see you again documents by the lawyers. But Joe doesn't bother to tell her either. So it leads to the miss. He he does sort of, and she's like, but that's not you. I know what you're capable of. If you really wanted to, you would have stalked me anyway. Is kind of what she says. And... Okay, this is where love, uh, where I think the the author sort of like invented a new piece of conflict and says it was from the, from the stuff that was happening in book two, but I don't think it was, where love says, once you found out I was pregnant, you weren't interested in me anymore. You were only interested in the child. And I was like, really? Was that in the other book? Because I don't yeah, remember yeah. that. They hand wave it away by saying that she was suffering from crippling postpartum depression, so she was not in her right mind. So she basically got postpartum and went into a homicidal, suicidal rage, which, as far as I know, is not really how postpartum works, but it works for this book, which is over the top in every way. But that's kind of how they hand wave it away. When, when, my, when my wife had our kids, she killed I mean, three people, but, but they deserved never it. once thought of suicide you know it, it just it, <laughs> it was an outward focused uh rage. she threatened to kill me many times almost uh daily <laughs> how long does that last uh <laughs> but, just like 18 no. 20 years that's what i thought yeah all right so we're on so <laughs> love shoots, shoots joe in the head and so then joe doesn't die wakes up in the hospital and finds out that love in fact Killed herself right after she shot Joe in the head. And now and, he can and, smell colors. <laughs> <laughs> and the father in love's because father. Because of the metal plate in his head, he picks up all, <laughs> picks up, uh, uh, all of the NPR stations wherever he's going. <laughs> and love's father says something like, uh, just, just say she had cancer. Don't say that she killed herself. And but also her mom is dead. I forget how. No, no, her no, mom. Mom's is, not her mom Takes care of the kid. Oh, mom's okay. out of the loop in this. I she's also just, like. Um, I, I highlighted this line because it, it, it reminded me of uh, my dad. Actually, he says the same shit. He says, "Okay, if I'm asked, love died of cancer." He says, "Cancer. What? All right, what kind? Women's cancer." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah the fucking is, old douchebag. Like you know, like pussy a, cancer or something. I don't know. Cancer of the vagine. You know, like I don't he, know. He's trying to concoct this cover story, but he can't be bothered to think of anything real concrete. Just like Lady Bits, she died of being a woman. You know, just that's as that's as much effort as he's going to put into it. Maybe that's the message in the story. It's all about the American woman's plight and the glass ceiling. No, it's not. It's not about anything. It's. I'm sorry. It's not about anything at all. Anyway, <laughs> this stupid. is the part. <laughs> <laughs> where the series jumped the shark, at least in my opinion. This is you where held it was out like, longer oh, than I did. I think this fucking... sharded the shark. <laughs> <laughs> it pooped on the sharks in the shark's mouth <laughs> as it jumped over them. It was riding on a surfboard of Dookie. It just <laughs> pulled by a tugboat, fucking fueled by legumes. It was just fuel, just fart wind and shit, and the sh- and it, it, it jumped the shark. It really did. It just. What is that a brown shark? Like almost. It's the great We're brown. Need a bigger toilet paper. <laughs> so after a week, Joe's in the hospital for a week and is two better. weeks, thirteen days, man. Okay, I fine. These well, stupid still, details. I would uh, not that I've 
ever been shot in the head and had to recover from it, <laughs> but I would think it would take longer than that. <laughs> I really would, but it depends on where you get shot. If you're a, if you're a doctor, let us know. No, it's the sort of thing in the plot of a book or movie. They could make that wound as short or yeah, long to, really to fit. And it's like, oh, and, and, and they could just explain it with, boy, did you get lucky. And that's just, and you're just like, oh, I guess that's how yeah, that works. They, they leave out the seven or eight months of where he learns to walk again. You know, <laughs> he's fine. He just he gets on a plane right away. <laughs> and he still drools out of one side of his mouth. And <laughs> well, because he had like a really good doctor. He poops letters. out the front now. <laughs> Um, I'm not on the head. I don't think that's <laughs> one of the side of. He forgot how to do it. <laughs> You're not a doctor, Nate. You just said you weren't a doctor. <laughs> You're right. What do I know? It gave him front butt. <laughs> oh no, that's that's where women get the cancer in the front. The fourth butt. book's gonna get real weird. <laughs> that one in this in the fourth book, he doesn't say you all the time. He just says poo. <laughs> and Pooh comes down the steps, and then he just stares at it for a while. Yes, it gives him dyslexia, and the whole book is written with dyslexia. It's going to be very difficult to read. It's it's like a, a curious curious incident of the dog in the nighttime. But, yeah, but it's way worse. Very avant garde. <laughs> <laughs> but this is not avant garde because he gets shot in the head. Uh, the dad says, "Like, stay away from my baby." Son. He also he tries to choke her for choke him for a minute. He yeah, pulls off his tie and he starts strangling. I was like, man, this guy must have bagged the shit out of them groceries. <laughs> he's just, <laughs> a menace. And he lit off the jar and any fucking thing in the store with his strong man hands. Pickles quiver in fear when I walk <laughs> down the aisle. <laughs> I need a beer. This is called... So, oh, God, you still have a beer. Fuck. I still have a beer. Yeah. Yeah. I had two beers and you guys both opened yours first. So I'm Whatever. It's assholes. hot. Ungentlemanly. Assholes are in the front now because of his head wound. <laughs> uh, so, so this, so this is it's just a dumb connection. But uh, in the book, there's uh, at, it seems three women that are giving Joe uh, issues of one sort. There's in the beginning, there's uh, Malama Lama Ding Dong. Then there's MK, um, and then there's. Um, love, and then later, seriously, a little bit. You know, maybe in the British version, I don't know. Maybe instead of being three women, it's, it's three birds uh, because <laughs> this beer is called Three Little Birds, uh, and it is a triple IPA from San City Brewing, coming in at ten point two percent alcohol, and uh, San City in 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 Schlong Island. Uh, I don't know where it is over there. Yeah, that's great. It has like I really got to try to figure out what is that hop that has that almost herbal like onion earthy taste to it. But I get a little bit of that in there. Nice IPA doesn't taste ten percent, but mm. it'll feel it tomorrow. I'm sure. You know, if I another very hot day where we're recording this and dehydrated, and I, I try to cure it with this, that's probably not smart. I'm so thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> um. So then Joe comes back, and MK is pissed at him because he missed like the daughter because he got shot in the head. <laughs> but she's like, I don't want to hear your lies and your story. You're just another man who was using me for my but old. I- instead puss. of waking her up and explaining that he had to go to L.A., he just left her a note said, "Sorry, gotta go." He's like, "I have a family emergency." And she's like, "That's everyone knows that's a bullshit excuse." Which is true. I've used that many times to get out of things. <laughs> gotta go diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> Joe looks like you pissed yourself. That's diarrhea. <laughs> <It comes laughs> LA is weird. <laughs> I 
sitting on the toilet is going to be very uncomfortable from now on. <laughs> you have to like hug the bowl. Go do like sit. a fucking uh, Cirque du Soleil back bend. <laughs> maybe just maybe just sit facing the tank. You know? And yeah, you, you just, do. I mean, it'd be nice to have somewhere to rest your elbows, I guess, while you're taking a dump. <laughs> you just go to sleep and let it leak out. <laughs> but yeah, she uh, she's angry at him because he got shot in the head. He told her it was a mugging because he doesn't want to explain uh, his love child. And, uh, huh, love child, fuck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and Whoa. all that shit. And event- she she eventually forgives him because, uh, you know, she, she has to. So then they're like, let's get married. And so they have a backyard ceremony where they're not actually married. There's just like a nice Pacific Northwest things where they throw like uh, pumpernickel bread at each other. And everyone makes like a fucking Christmas ornament out of a rice cake or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? It's a West Coast wedding, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> And they've never been to age to cleanse themselves of the bad chakras and shit. And you just, yeah. And then they're going to go to the courthouse, but she's going to first have a weekend away with a girl, the girls, cause she's made another friend because apparently Melanda was her only friend. Uh, but she made, I'm going to have a trip away. And so it's just going to be Joe and the meerkat. Um, we forgot the part um, where Seamus kidnaps him. Oh no, that happens next. That's that's, oh, soon. that's the part that's after this. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. 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 There, there, a, a lot, a lot happens in the very last bit that is all dumb. <laughs> Agreed. Oh no, you're right. No, no, that, oh, okay. that, that, no, no, no. Yeah, that, that just does, before, just that after. does that does come up. Things. That does come up like right about now. So when Joe gets back to whatever fuck island they're at, um, fuck island actually, fuck island, yeah. Yeah. oh fuck uh, island, yeah. Seamus kidnaps him and Seamus says I saw you going after her but she's mine and Seamus is going to kill him probably he's got him bound and oh, yeah. and he's tied he's him bury, to a he's tree gonna, he's going he's to bury him, him in blood yes he's going to bury him <laughs> in the piss. woods happens to be right probably right where uh, Melanda is actually buried but he doesn't know that. But Seamus doesn't know that. But instead, the... She- but Seamus even lied at one point, And he's like, I just got a text from Melandra Day O'Connor. And she seems to be <laughs> fine in Minnesota. And and, there, and Joe's like, you're full of shit. Like, she's fucking dead. And I have her phone. Like, what is this about? But we don't... We think it's just because Seamus is a sad, thirsty man for, for MK. Yeah. But it, it turns out he's an extremely thirsty man. <laughs> He's, 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 but he's thirsty because he's peeing all over Joe when he's tied to the tree. <laughs> and kicking him in the balls repeatedly. And he keeps yelling anti-Semitic slurs yeah. at him. It's, it's, it took three books to get there, but he, he makes up for lost time. And he's like, I'm only half Jewish. <laughs> he's like, I haven't heard that word since like I was nine. <laughs> and then uh, in the first deus ex machina, or like at this point, oh, like yeah. the 10th deus ex machina, uh, wise guy Oliver shows up and shoots Seamus while Joe is tied to the piss tree. And, uh, and then they get rid of Seamus's body and he's like, Hey, I sold my screenplay. Now I don't have to buy me any expensive leatherback editions of the Count of Monte Cristo. and I can get all the lawn furniture I want. Thanks, uh, he Joe. Would, he, he would want dumber books. Like he wants a first edition of the novelization of Cats. No, he signed wants a, by he Andrew wants, Lloyd Webber. He wants the entire signed first run of the Babysitters Club. Ooh, for including, Minka. Oh man, including the ba- Babysitters Club USA subseries, In, including or? a signed copy of the VHS of the film of the film signed by 
everyone but Larissa Olenek. He couldn't get her, but she will one day. And he wants the pants from the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Yes. <laughs> the actual <laughs> pants. <laughs> and he's very confused when they don't fit him. <laughs> they fucking move. <laughs> These pants traveled a long way to get here. Oh, boy. <laughs> Minka's going to go nuts. Yeah, so he's, he, kill- he, he's, he kills Seamus, and he's like, sorry, because uh, he told uh, Grocery Boy about what he did to Melanda because he was doing bad at blackmail. And then he's out of the plot, and he served his purpose. And then they get they have their backyard ceremony, and uh, Seamus doesn't show up to the wedding. He's like, what a dick. He was too busy doing CrossFit. He was like throwing a pipe at a bunch of old tires, and now he can't go to the wedding. And so Melanda's going to go away, and then he's left alone with Nomi. And that's when things get even dumber. Well, that's at the very end. So now he has symbolically married MK, but they're waiting to go to the courthouse. And she's about to go see her friend, like the designer or some bullshit. And she's like, and um, something happened at the wedding ceremony where he's been wary of the meerkat. He doesn't want to be left alone with her. He's got the Mike Pence rule. He's like, I can't be left alone. I can't. No ladies, please. So he wants, you know, he's like, please don't go. Don't leave me with this teenage girl. And and then she leaves and he's like trying to stay away from her. And the girl's like, it's totally cool now. We could fuck. And he's like, uh, no, not really. And she's like, well, please. Like when my, my boyfriend, Seamus, we used to and it gets like really gross real fast. She's like, why do you think I had all those UTIs? And I'm like, oh, God damn <laughs> Yeah, it. that was really weird. I don't want to. Oh, fuck. And um, first of all, I didn't know that. <laughs> I think she says it's the mom, actually, <laughs> when the mom comes back. But And she was reading the Dylan Klebold book, not because she actually liked Dylan Klebold, but just just in the hope that somebody would notice her like or like send her oh, to therapy. Oh, it's like a cry for help. Yeah. Can't you see I'm being weird? And the mom's like too accepting. Um, I can't really think of even any jokes to make about that. Uh, he made yeah. some really... Was he the one that made the levels of doom that are like circulating on the internet? That was his... Did one of them do that? I, I have no idea. That might be true, actually. One of them... I forget which one of those schmucks, him or uh, Eric... Uh, Eric Harris. Harris? Mm, yeah. They ruined my 12th birthday. Was my birthday's 420? And that's and it was like I came home, it's like it's my birthday. And then everyone was like, look at the news. And I was like, oh god damn it. But if one of them had used some sort of you know 1998 level editor of Doom to make his own levels where you I, I don't know how I don't know if they actually resembled the halls of his high school, but um those are like still circling circulating on the internet that real weirdos like to play. That's dark. Yeah. It's trench coat mafia or whatever they were called. Anyway, so that was all bullshit, which is, not, I guess, nice that it, she wasn't really obsessed with him, but uh, but also like yeah, a weird... Yeah, she was just a, a rape victim. Uh, but a weird one to pick. I mean, unfortunately, there are there are quite a few mass shooters. Um, why, why pick him? I well, don't know. They didn't really all know. write poetry. I guess not. They didn't all have as many books written about them, probably. Well, by being essentially the first Starting famous trend, you know. Yeah. Before Set it was cool. Bar. So when <laughs> <The> OG, <laughs> so when Joe rejects, what's her name again? Nomi. 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 She says, "You don't well, know me." <laughs> <laughs> she says, "Well, I'm going to st- I'm going to tell mom that 
you're a pedophile. There, there comes back again. She uh, does tell and me. And then she, she does. The mom, the mom comes back and she's like, you know what? I decided not to go. And then the girl's like, he came after. Just at the moment, of course, where Joe is like holding her arms and be like, no, listen to me. I don't want to diddle you. And then the mom comes in. Then she's like, he came on to me. He, he won't stop. He's a monster. He wants to touch my giny. And then the mom is like, I don't know who to believe. No, the mom's pretty. Looks she like, looks, she obviously, that's not true. What's going on? Like, what's happening? This is doesn't make any sense. But she was wearing socks. Because Joe's in defeat, and uh, he's pissed off. He likes. She likes he, to let it soak into the socks. Well, he kept saying, "Like, I have hardwood floors. Why don't you? Why are you wearing socks? Like, I, I, I have hardwood floors. Like, what's wrong with wearing socks? Yeah, when it's cold. How, Wait, how much barefoot? <laughs> How much do you buff them that he's worried about slipping? Because that was his concern. Like, you could go barefoot or wear shoes in the house. Every single surface in Pledge. It's like an ice skating rink. Well, clearly, because then she falls down the slips and falls down the stairs. What? The the daughter pushes her. Yeah. There's a scuffle. And then, sort of like she falls down the stairs and, oh my God, call an ambulance. And then, next chapter, and it's, you know, three months later. They told. They said they were going to take her off life support today. So Mary Kay is dead. And Joe didn't actually kill anybody in this book, but yet four people died. He's like an albatross, but he's still around their necks. Yeah, uh, and he's. But yet somehow no one suspects him of being involved in any of the other people that were dead. I don't know. And then, well, they might not have ever found Melanda. Well, yeah, that is true. Or or Seamus, he's buried in the woods. In or the they, same or, woods. Or or um, do they find him? And they're like, do they know? Because at one point, Mary, whatever is like, oh, he dies in a nev- hunt, hunting. Never go accident. hunting because yeah. you could get eaten by bears. Big hairy gay men will just come out of the woods <laughs> and just eat you. <laughs> just and he's like, oh, have the tasty snack. Seamus <laughs> was just he stood no chance. <laughs> Like, I'm going to have known that on Fuck Island. It's a log jam, and they just <laughs> went to town on him. <laughs> so, uh, Joe is in Florida. MK is getting unplugged. Uh, Ray, the grocery man, is dying of cancer. And Woman Joe cancer, is Facebook ironically. friends with, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Joe's Facebook friends or Instagram friends with uh, his wife, who's like, hey, when this guy dies, you can hang out with your grandson again. It's not. Exactly, but she says that pretty much. And then Joe is like hanging out in Florida, and he sees a new lady, and he's like, I'm going to fuck that, and that's the end of the book. But I really like the line about moving to Florida. He says, I left America. I had to. How much tragedy can a person bear? Okay, so I didn't cross the border, but my my new home feels like another country. I live in Florida now. Smack a dab in the center. (laughs) He is not wrong. It's where my parents live. That is, <laughs> it is a different place, and it is, it is not good. The Lord looked on it, and he did not say it was good. <laughs> he said, like, what the fuck is that? I'm a little rusty. <laughs> Let me try another one. Uh, so that's how it ends. What did you think of it, gentlemen? I really could have done without reading this one, is what I thought. It was more of the same. It wasn't, it wasn't. And there wasn't anything new, except that everybody died by accident. So Joe murdering them. I guess that's the innovation of this book. Yeah. But it was really just a lot of the same thing. 
and it had in the first book was the satire of the rich east coasters and then the second book was the satire of la and then this one was like it didn't have any of that i mean really it may be a little bit but kind of not really it just was making fun of grunge, which is like no one cares about it anymore. But they should have been I mean, I like guess way more did, coffee. I guess it did a little bit. But I was just like either just over it and didn't care, or it was a little bit less obvious. I don't know. A little less important. Is what it I was say. definitely worse. Yeah. Less uh, important. And then other than that, it was a plot where a million things happen. And that's not necessarily a bad thing because you know, at least there's always stuff going on. And it's, you know, it's. It's not a thriller. That's not quite the right way to say it. But, you know, it, the author does a good job of having when something good really happens, when, when Joe is finally happy, you know immediately that the chapter is going to end in the very beginning of the next chapter is everything goes to shit again, you know, because that's how you write a book. And she's good at that. I don't know. Yeah. That's what I kept thinking about. You know, I thought part of, you know, I agree with everything you said. The book is not great. And I, you know, it was a lot of time. For, to finish a book and not really care. And I give it a two-star rating, which is pretty low for me. Um, but I think what I, what, I, what I realized reading it is, you know, a common thing people have with any sort of like popular pop culture thing, whether it be book or movie or show, it's whatever is, you always want more of it. And that's kind of like Joe. Like he always wants more than he has. Like he can't just be friendly with a girl. He has to like encompass all of her life. He can't just... Um, you know, know a little bit about her because you know everything about her. Um, and it's the same kind of thing. Like you, you need, you want more than what you're necessarily supposed to have. And and just like for Joe, reading this book, it was bad to get that extra stuff. Like we didn't need it. You didn't want it. And once you got there, you're like, oh, I didn't actually want this at all. I was I was content with the what it existed before. And then when you added this extra shit into it, you kind of ruined it. It's as if like. You know, like people, people were like, "Oh, I wish there were more Beatles albums," and then like those anthology things came out, and you're like, "These are kind of not good." Like, there's a reason they cut these songs. <laughs> this was Jurassic Park three. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yes. Like, oh, we wanted this story, but we didn't want this. It is the problem with all like it's Home sequels. Alone three. <laughs> with yeah. with like so sequels, also second albums and stuff like that, where. You know, you have to the whatever the art the artist or the writer they you have to do the same the same thing that you did before because that's what everybody wants to see or hear. But yet, if you do the exact same thing that you did before, people are like, well, it's just the same fucking thing as before. So this is boring now. So there's there's it's like the paradox. You have to do the exact same thing, yet it has to be new and original for the second album or the second book for the, for this first sequel or the second sequel or whatever. So like you kind of can't win, you know, the only, the only, okay. If it's a long series where it's a whole overarching plot that kind of like book two is like the next part of this big plot that kind of is a little bit different, but it's just kind of another episode in Joe Goldberg's life. And it's just exactly the same thing. But if she had changed it all, then we'd be like, what the fuck? She just changed it all. That's not good either. I don't know. I mean, she kind of, you kind of can't win. You know what I mean? Well, but it is very much just like, you know, her plot, uh, her plot, plot planning or whatever. It's just Mad Libs, you know, just replace, you know, college, college student with librarian and replace, you know, just, just find, replace a few different things. And 
you know, just like Joe uh, has no self-control uh, over uh, what he does, I, I feel like uh, us as consumers of, of media, we don't have self-control either. We're like, yes, more of that. And then it's at a certain point, like, oh, that was too much of that. Like we need to, we need, I think I was like, that was the lesson I learned from this book. You sometimes would be like, leave well enough alone. Like there was enough of that. I don't need any more of it. That was great. I'm going to move on to something different. Because too much of it is, is going to be, you know, it's just, it can't be that good for that long. I was listening to a, a podcast series about why modern blockbusters are boring or not well done. Because they're all fucking Marvel the, movies. <laughs> well, that a lot of the Marvel movies is part of that. But also, like, just the, the nature of how movies are made has changed a lot. But the thing, the main, one of the main points they had was that everything these days, blockbuster-wise and, like, Books like this, like thrillers, not like art books. Everything's got to be a fucking franchise. Everything has to be, you have to be able to make more. You have to be able to keep pumping out as many as you can so you can make money out of it. Whether or not the story really deserves that. Mm. And this series, like, this third one was so dumb, I actually feel like I think I should, like, downgrade the second one. (laughs) Like... The it it kind of like, ruined I, I the second it. one. Kind of. It was just like, the first one was like, wow, this is actually pretty interesting and well done. Second one was like, this is pretty good too. It's kind of more of the same. Third one was like, oh, I see that this is just stupid. And the second one, therefore, is worth less, I feel, was was worse because I see how it's just like, it's just this is just going to be churned out. So he's just going to move to a new state every time and he's going to accidentally kill or... You know, this time he only accidentally killed, and then the third time, the fourth time, he's in Florida, so everything's going to be about bath salts or something. I don't know, but he's going to fall in love with the woman, at the, it's just, the woman at the Walmart. Not, yeah, yeah. Well, there's going to be a lot of Walmart, but it's just, I, I don't know what pop references he's going to make. It's going to be like you know, this one was grunge, the other one was movies, the first one was books. This one's going to be it's like be a Jimmy Buffett. It's gonna, it's just, he's going to kill Jimmy Buffett at the end of it. Yeah, maybe it'll be Scientology. Where is that? Oh, that yeah. Also, That'd possible. Be cool. Clearwater. He's going to move to Clearwater. Yeah, I'd read that. I'd be interested. Ooh, that would if if they did that. That absolutely. But I don't think it's going to be that. I think it's just it's just going to be a series of more of the same, but not. If she did like, write to, it about kind of Scientology, they would go after her with all the lawyers in the universe. Yeah, can't do that. Specifically in the universe, because they're going to summon the summon some of them from the the aliens the, from over there. Yeah. yeah. Another part of the uh, the podcast series, the prog- the problem they pointed out was like if you go you go too big at the beginning, where do you go from there? Like right, when you, you start save, at eleven, they save the universe. What's after that? What do, what do you do? So in the first book, he's killed a bunch of people, and he like gets away with it. Like wow, that was a good story. A second time, like oh, he just he killed a bunch of people again. Except one person's other than him is crazy. Like okay, I can see where that one is. And now this one's like. Now, when people accidentally die, like, is that better? It's not really. We, the first one was good because he's, because he's crazy and he's the bad guy. Well, he, and it's interesting. he's an anti-hero, but yet you still root for him. Yeah, yeah. But this one was just like, he just stumbles through and, like, people accidentally die all around him. And, and there was a, like, the thing with the brother that just came out of, there's plenty of plot lines in all three where something comes out of nowhere and gets resolved and it doesn't matter anymore. It just, this one felt a little bit more ham-fisted. Like, it, it wasn't as, it just didn't feel like, it, it, you could like tell where it's like, well, I need a way for them to like get out of the house. Like, I better insert a whole chunk of something else here. And it just felt like it didn't really matter. And he didn't, 
it just Re- I don't reading know. the first book, I was like uncomfortable because it was like creepy. Yeah, and now yeah, I'm absolutely. probably this one. I guess I was just used to it, even because I couldn't tell you exactly why it doesn't fit that anymore. Because I think it does, but I just wasn't He's not as creepy in this. One. I he there wasn't as creepy, or I was just used to that's the way these books are. No, he's definitely not as creepy in this one. Like, even though he, you know, locks the lady in his basement, for the most part, he's not as creepy. He's definitely as weird, but he's not, I guess, because he's like with the girl for most of it. And she's, he's like trying to ruin her life. And he's, yeah, he's a dick. He's definitely the bad guy. But it just feels, uh, maybe because we read them so close together. Like, normally these came out like one every year or two, and maybe you can break it up a little bit. So it, it doesn't, we're not as saturated. But we read these within a few months of each other, all of them. So maybe we read them all this week, Jimmy. What are you talking about? Right. Yes. (laughs) That's even worse. I couldn't imagine doing that. I mean, I'm just, I'm just fucking tired of it. But I think, I think it's not just that. I think it's just that this one was objectively worse in every way. I mean, it's the third one. The 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 sheen is off a bit. But Die Hard Three was amazing. Well, it's because Die Hard Two sucked so much. Yeah. It had, and it, and everything after Die Hard three was really terrible. <laughs> oh yeah, but that's you know you gotta what you get you can't not everything needs to be going on forever. That's true. Well, it's a you know it's baked into a lot. I mean, it's been American television forever. Like you got to get to hundred episodes, you can get to syndication or whatever. And, yeah. and, and then and, for, and then like young adult novels really also. started that. Yeah, yeah, really started that. Like everything has to be a series. And then at least a lot of them stopped at like a trilogy because sure, it was like I'm sure there were some producers who really tried to figure out how they could make Titanic two. I'm sure they somebody... did make Titanic two. Titanic two is a movie, really. Oh yeah, Titanic. it exists. Get the fuck out of it! It was like direct to video, <laughs> oh. but it exists. They made Titanic two. Well, they're making a fucking another Avatar. Isn't that the highest grossing film of all time? Yeah, but I mean. Avatar, I could that see was like 10 years ago it's now. like a. They, it, it was like fifteen yeah. at least. But they planned to make ones, and it's James Cameron's like, it's going to take me a while. I'm going to need to wait for some things to get invented, <laughs> then I'll make another one. And yeah, I'm, I'm so fucking can, rich, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, he can do whatever he wants. I'll I'll give him an Avatar movie every twenty years. Sure, okay, you go crazy, James. But just just find a different uh, script of Pocahontas to find and replace things with. <laughs> that's all. Pocahontas 2 also. Well, that's true. There didn't need to be. But at least she had a life after the end of the movie unlike It was very life. it was very short. <laughs> she she married she married John. She marries Hill. she marries yeah, not the main character of the of the cartoon movie and then she fucking I know, cause dies. cuz he dies. He gets like blown up. John Smith? What John, was it Adam Smith? No, what was his name? John John Smith, Adam yeah. Smith, the he invisible hand bl- blew him he, up. <laughs> he gets blown up, although he doesn't die, and he gets shipped back to England. Well, she gets shipped back to England, and she gets what, like tuberculosis or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, whatever was trendy then. But <laughs> what was uh like, those? Yeah, those were unnecessary. Some like like Hunger Games, three books I could see because that was like a there was a plot. To unfold over yeah, three but books. Even well, third according one was to dumb. Wikipedia, when Stephanie Meyer wrote Eclipse, wrote the th- she had the first draft of the third book already written when the first book was published, and the publisher was like, "No, no, no! You need to write another one of these. We're we're going to milk this even more." So she had to change the ending to create, be able to, then write a fourth one. And then we're going to be busy every Halloween. Yeah, the the the. the probably like within the within a week or two before the before this was our eclipse one and those were all trash 
And these did the first one of this was good. It was objectively, it was good. And I liked it, even though it was, you know, basically just a thriller. It's not high art, but it's run its course. It's run its course. And aside from doing something drastically, I can't think of. I don't see how it's going to. That's why. Get that's why you're not a writer, again. Jimmy. I am not. So, question I have. Couple. Yes. Joe knows every book and every movie. Did you notice that? Like I, yes. under, I, expect, yeah. I expected him to know every book because he's a book nerd, but he also knows every movie. Like he's just arguing with her about like Woody Allen's ouvoir and shit. But he never reads or watches anything. When did yeah? So is he? I mean, he's an unreliable narrator. So is he full of shit? Is he faking having read and done all these things, or is he just like? I mean, doesn't I think sleep? that he he's he's probably spent a lot of time on his own. So he might have done that in the you know off time before these books started. And he spent there's a lot there's a lot of time jumps in these books, or it jumps like a few weeks. You can you can watch like fucking fifty movies in a few weeks. It's true. But he's also like study them, and he has like pretentious opinions I think about them. He spends a lot of time on his own. Mm. Well, yeah. the first book he was much creepier. Like he had his collection of Absolutely. typewriters that he like slept with one in his and he bed. Named them. Yeah, and here he's just and they were all their names all ended with the cum sock. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just thought that was something I noticed. Like, how does he? I expected him to know all books because that's like his character. Fine. But then he also knows film. Come on. That was kind of dumb. But another thing, he is an unreliable narrator. But his assessments of people are 100% right every time, it seems. The only person he got wrong was love. Right? He's like, you're an amazing person. And like Mary Kay, whatever, was actually a really nice person just trapped in like a loveless, dysfunctional marriage. Or he's like, Seamus, you're a douchebag. And he was a douchebag. Or Milan, whatever her name is, you're a fucking phony, dumb bitch. And she was. Like, he gets it right about everybody. He's He is good at reading people. But like, he's not. You know, but, so say predators can recognize other predators. But he's not. But he's an unreliable narrator. But, like, his narration is almost always correct in terms Except, of, like, stuff that happens in the plot. Is he really an unreliable narrator? Well, I he's feel like he's to be. He's a fucking lunatic. He's a stalker creeper. Like he, he's, But he's not... He's not unreliable. He's unreliable. You, we know, reading it, that... We know that he's you know, a shitty the, person, but yes. that's different from a book told in first person, but yet that person is lying to you. Hmm. Like um, fucking Lolita, where like he is... He, this is, you know, this is my confession, but obviously he's lying about it or at least leaving stuff out. So I, I, I didn't get the sense from any of these books that what Joe was telling us was happening wasn't exactly what was happening. So maybe it's not, he's not an unreliable. He's, he's more an like, anti-hero. But he, he just like has an abundance of like cognitive dissonance. Like he does not, you know, he sees and, and, and collects data from the world, but like, does not you know carefully uh uh i mean it's his perspective and his twist on it and his reading of everything but that doesn't mean it's that's that's the that's not the same as you can't trust what he says okay right that's fair you can't trust him the person but you could trust what he says in his narration yes he's a creeper and 
it's like you when he says like, oh, you're obviously doing this because you're into me. Like we know that that's not why they're doing it, but what they're doing is objectively happening. Okay, his right. reading into their reasoning might be skewed because he's he is. I don't know if crazy is the right word. He's not crazy. He is he's monomaniacal. Not lying to the audience. Okay, like he's okay. not lying yeah. to us. He's just you know not truthful with anybody, any of the characters in the book. And he's the people he's judge the people he's judging like Seamus and Melanda. He sees them as threats because he can tell that they are out to protect uh, MK or out to get him. And he's right about that because he can tell how they are. So his reasoning might be wrong, but he's we still understand like he's right that they are trying to like keep him away. Okay, all right. I stand corrected. My last question then. It seems, I mean, it's part of just the kind of coincidence that happens to any character in a series, but he always finds people that are fucked up, right? Like there's something wrong with them or there's something untrue about them, right? Like Beck was just full of shit. um, And then MK was hiding her husband in the beginning and love was crazier than him. And then all the supporting characters are also fucked up and weird and crazy, right? Like Peach Salinger was like a weird, repressed lesbian hypochondriac. And then Seamus was a, was a CrossFit guy. I mean, like, what's worse than that? And then he just kind of... He's a pedophile and a CrossFit guy. One of those is worse, and it's CrossFit. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, CrossFit uh, and pedophilia is... It, that, there must be a Catholic church joke right there. Like, I just... Those beers are strong, <laughs> but it must be there. Um, it's, so they're the CrossFit. Mo- the kids, they're cross. That's that's when they know like that kid's prime. He's CrossFit already. <laughs> <laughs> but so is the point that everybody that Joe meets is fucked up, or is that just like you know typical book stuff? Or is the point that everybody's fucked up and everybody's full of shit in some way? Is that like you I know, think potentially some plot some deeper reasoning. truth we could pull from this? If I'm trying to argue with you, like isn't that? I mean, Nobody's a hundred percent, you know, honest with the, the external world. Right? So, you know, maybe there, maybe there's something to that, um, or maybe it's just coincidence. Uh, I don't know. I th- I think that yes, they're all fucked up, but that's because it makes it a more interesting book. If he ends up with a bunch of normies, it's not that exciting. That's true of all, you know, movies, books. They're interesting characters because you need to have it needs to be worth reading about. But that's you know, all people. Are, Normal, you know, well-adjusted draw- people aren't very don't make interesting characters stories. Well, I would I would, I would say show, show me this normal, well-adjusted person because there aren't too many of them. Like everybody's got some like weird shit about them. It's not as yeah, weird. Everybody's as got some. some weird shit, but they don't have a a book or movie characters worth of weird shit. Like everyone's yeah, certainly everyone's got issues, but enough to like write a book about? No, definitely not. Most people are, for the most part, relatively straightforward. Everyone's got little bits, but you couldn't write a story about them. Like if 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 they put characters like that in books, people say, "Well, that character's not very well developed because there's just hmm. not much to say that's about them worth saying." Like, wow, they they do this on Wednesdays. Oh my, that's that's character development. It's not. It's people are not characters. Characters are always a little bit over the top. Otherwise, they wouldn't be worth following. Hmm. Not to say that regular people aren't interesting. Everyone's interesting to some degree. 
but enough to like focus all your attention on for a story is a very different level. And they're always a little unrealistic. I don't know. I I mean, I hear what you're saying. I'm going to, on a sober day, think about that more and see if that's true. I mean, in every book, everyone, all the dialogue is 50% more clever than real conversations are. I mean, just listen to us. This book suffered from a lot of that. Oh, yeah. And but every every book is kind of like that because you know it's more interesting that way. It's it's not reality; it's heightened reality. It's it feels realistic, but it's it's more extreme than what you actually meet in everyday life. Except there are some pretty interesting characters out there that they're they're out there as well. But it's not most yeah. people you meet. Or if it is, you have a very interesting job. Like, the people that are very interesting, they write books and movies about. Hmm. Well, you just... Not all of them. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I don't know. Not all of them, but, like, movies based on real people are based on people who are very interesting. Oh, people are exemplary in some way, right? Yeah. And, you know, not to say that other people aren't worth it. It's just, are you going to see about a movie about, like, a, a guy who has a regular job, and he has some kids and a wife, and they get along great, and, you know, sure, they have their struggles, but, like... There's stuff like that, but there's always a little bit more in the in a, a book or a movie. Like, oh, and also they have this other backstory thing, like all this other shit. Unless it's like yeah, a really I would say that actually, film, like maybe. most people, if if you if you distill, uh, if you're 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 saying that, you know, only in an hour and forty five minute format, like you know, but like if you know, if you distill anybody's life and you pick things and scenes and dialogue from you can find an hour and 45 minutes of interesting stuff from anybody's life um yeah so my point is like maybe um you know joe joe uh, hyper fixates on the fucked up things about people and because he's a fucking sociopath leads to all sorts of other issues but the idea that like all the characters in the book are like man how does he find all these fucked up people I'd say maybe it's just because most people are kind of weird and you don't really know everything about a person and they're in some sense fucked up themselves. I don't, I don't think that that is, you know, I see what you're saying that this is like, you know, everything's a little more exaggerated than in real life because it has to fit into thrillers. Of course, because it has to fit into like a shortened thing. Like you don't have 20 years to get to know somebody and find out all their weird quirks. But you know, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's that far from, normal in other senses too but i know i'll think about it i mean there's interesting in terms of like an interesting person versus interesting for this for like moving the plot forward and making them part of the story there's people it's interesting stuff there's interesting aspects to everyone's life but whether or not that's worth putting in a larger story where all these things come together and it's like a a a thing that works as a whole is a different thing that's why these characters are all all characters are based around the plot needed hmm. to a certain extent. Right. They are what they are what the Arthur wants them to be so that this can happen. Of course. Well, cuz you have a like, bigger goal and it's like a yeah, puppet show like you make them do what you need them to do to, to advance that goal. Yeah. So I mean that's and so they have to be a little exaggerated to get that shit done. Well, I'll think about that. I'm not sure. I'm not sure where I land on this because I'm not a little buzzed. But I will leave you with my favorite bad line from this book because this book was also shittily written. He didn't. 
He didn't poop anywhere and leave it, though. That would have been an, I would have been one-upping the previous books. If he's like, oh, shit, in that lunchbox. Like, if the whole book is <laughs> In like, that oh. I left in the lunchbox. <laughs> God damn There it. wasn't a single mug of piss or a toilet full of shit in this one. I guess he should have puked in something in this one. If he, if it would have been great, if he had like horrendous, he's like, because oh, he's in Seattle, he's like, I was just pounding coffees. I was at the, at the sixty ounces of, of Starbucks for breakfast, and he's like, oh no, it's time. But I'm outside of her house, and he just like takes a monster shit. He's like, someone will probably think it was a bear, and he just leaves. He gets, uh, he gets shot in the head, and he gets his front butt. So <laughs> his onesies become twosies. So he makes a threesies somewhere. Oh. That's his, uh, that's his rap name, Young Threesy. But um, <laughs> I like this line. This book suffered, at least I noticed it more. Maybe, again, it's just a product of reading them all in succession. A lot more purposefully hip, funny lines kind of shit. The Juno, the Juno disease, I call it. And uh, this one just stuck out to me. Like, this is such a stupid line. I don't know why it's here. This is right after he puts... Um, Melandra in the Melanda, whatever her name is, in the in this whisper. Right after he Melando cookies, whatever he hits her in uh, Malorna Dune. What after right after he hits her in the head with a rock, and he's like, "Oh, I'm still shaking." Um, she's downstairs in the whisper room, and he's like, "I moved here to be happy. I moved here to make peace, to find peace, and now my ribs are flaring hot like McRibs." It's like. <laughs> what the fuck is I don't remember that that is some that crap that's writing. a really n- not even timely reference like, like the mick is the mick rib back <laughs> i mean when this book came out maybe the, no that was april during the pandemic they wouldn't have brought back the mick rib then so the mick rib she was writing that mick rib was did back. you know that the mick rib comes back when pork prices get low enough that's when it comes back. Pork is dirt cheap compared to beef though like i don't know but it goes up why. and down and not mcdonald's cheap yes <laughs> that's true if you're going to sell it for $1.29, like, it's got to be pretty cheap. Ribs are expensive. It's not actual not ribs. ribs. <laughs> it's just it's not pork actual rib. in rib shape. Well, they shape. have to grind up all the bone parts small enough so they don't it's cut not you even the sandwich. It's not even rib meat. It's just fucking <laughs> pork, and they grind it, and they have like a, like a waffle iron that's shaped like <laughs> a rack of ribs, and they put that meat in there like, see, it's ribs. Why would I? And they're like, we don't want to grind it. To hot dog consistency, so we'll just make it into a rib. It's sh- it's shredded pork, which is fine, but like they even take the effort of making it look like there are ribs in it. Like the shape of it has rib shapes, as if I'm gonna bite in my sandwich through bone. Who the fuck eats that? Why would that be a thing? I read a tweet once. It was um, a hot dog. It's just the hot dog stuff inside of a casing. That's a hot dog. So when you eat a hot dog, do you become a hot dog? Because it's still the hot dog stuff, but now you're the casing. That's deep. <laughs> There's many. I've I've been a hot dog for many years. Uh, I did. We've all been. We've all been hot dogs. <laughs> I did see a thing that uh, some study came out that said eating one hot dog could take 35 minutes off of your life. <laughs> I saw that too, and you know what? I don't need those 35 it's the, minutes. It's the last 35 <laughs> minutes. So like, fuck them. Like, <laughs> My question is always, when, whenever these studies come out, say, let's say for the last five years of your life, you're a drooling, pooping mess. You must have had do those a 35, lot of hot dogs. <laughs> yeah. Do those get taken off from that point, and then you just have less of that? Or does that pooping, drooling part get moved back? Does it also get, yeah, is it different to cutting off the end or, or just smushing in the whole time? Are you scooching it? 
Are you getting scooched? All I know is that Kobayashi and Joey Chestnut are on borrowed time right now. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> they should already be dead. <laughs> but uh, yes, the McRib. I've never actually had one. No, I'm right. sure it's fine. I would eat a pork waffle. I, <laughs> I'm not too proud to admit that. I would absolutely do it. But uh, is this book the McRib of books? Maybe. It might be a filet fish Like, some people will really like it, and most people won't even want to pick one up. Yeah. I'm not going to eat a fish sandwich from McDonald's. I'm not that brave. With a slice of, <laughs> of yellow plastic cheese on it. Mm. Well, yeah, you can't have real cheese. Cheese and fish don't go together. Am I a fucking... Why would mon- that be the... That's my point. Like, why is that the sandwich? Anyway, who should read this book? <laughs> if you like the first two, still maybe not. But if you really like the first two, then maybe. If you want to watch the show, maybe. I, I I, there, there's just too many things about the show. I, I don't want to spend time on it now. I'm, I'm, I don't think... They're going to have to make significant changes to this to make it into the show, or they've already made significant changes, like expanding characters' roles, eliminating them. Like like the the character who plays Love, she's like... Um, the actress who plays Love, she is in the show a lot more than she is in the book, because she's really only in one scene, but she's on a bunch of episodes, according to IMDb. So they've made a whole bunch of changes to it. So maybe they've expanded too, and this will be season four. Ugh, it's just it's just him in prison the whole time. But like the the way the show ended was different than the way the book ended. So it's a whole thing. I had one other thing. Do you guys watch It's Always Sunny? Sure. Nate, no. He think he thinks you're talking about the fucking weather right now. He has no the weather. <laughs> so all three books. I know that the this show is um it's the 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 douchebag from Gossip Girl. I can't see this character, uh, see Joe, as anybody in the world other than Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> That's accurate. Um, uh, is all, he, everything he says and does is like, this is Dennis from It's Always Sunny, who Dennis is, a, Nate, for your edification, is a sociopath stalker. Uh, abuser like, of women. Woman abuser. Yeah. But it's, but it's funny and it's always sunny. But I can't, like, everything he said, like, it's very Dennis, but without the comedy. Yeah. It's a good show. You should watch that's it. That's accurate. That's accurate. I could hear his voice saying every single line. I just wish, for, I just, maybe this book would have been better if there was more Frank in it uh, from Always Sunny. Everything would be better than Frank, with Frank in it. <laughs> Don't eat that but, uh, candle. Tell us your loads. fan cast for this series. <laughs> Even though the series already exists. <laughs> if uh, Frank was the CrossFit guy, that would be awesome. <laughs> I mean, shortest would work. Danny DeVito is the size yeah. of a fucking, you know, appropriate metaphor. <laughs> but <laughs> I couldn't think of something. I think it's an appropriate simile at that point. It is, oh, as, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> what an asshole. Uh, so anyway. Uh, Tell us what you pretty, thought. Yeah. Send exactly. us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Or follow us on Twitter at DrunkGuysBC. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Guys Book Club. And if you've listened this long, and uh, I don't know why you did, uh, you can head over to <laughs> Patreon.com slash Drunk Guys Book Club to support the podcast with real live money. Uh, or just leave us a review wherever you're listening. That'll help us out, too. Just man up to five stars. One for uh, how many hundred pages too long this book was. And you can be our friend on Goodreads. You. <laughs> And check out the Hopped Up Network, a network of independent beer podcasters. And thanks for listening. <laughs>